Welcome to another wonderful edition of the Cybersecurity Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is the man who needs no introduction, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? <laughs> Appreciate you being kind to me. I, I am good. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm feeling kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling generous today? I'm feeling generous today, yes. My question is, who is our guest today? Our guest today is... That's my question every time. <laughs> It's my big moment. I, but I still get caught <laughs> off guard by it for some reason. But our our guest today is Stephanie White. She leads sales enablement at Lupio. Lupio. Sounds interesting. It's an interesting name. It threw me for a bit of a loop. But uh, Christian and I will take a momentary pause. Um, and we want to, um, before we actually take that momentary pause, I want to make sure that we give a special thank you to today's sponsor for this episode. And that is TELUS. So Chris and I will pause, we'll uh, take a momentary break, and we'll bring Stephanie on board for an epic conversation. Let's do it. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you both doing? Fantastic. We're both doing very well. It's uh, We've been having lovely fall weather here in, in uh, Vancouver, so we're in good spirits. The uh, raining season has not started yet, but I'm sure it will in due time. I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, first off, Stephanie, I mean, first of all, we're, I'm really excited to have you on the, on the show. You, you and I have been connected on LinkedIn for quite some time, and I always appreciate the positive energy and, and just the great attitude you, you you put out there on a daily basis. So it's always nice to have a friend on, on the podcast, and I thought maybe we could start there with maybe you sharing a bit more about yourself, your personal journey to date, uh, what your role is uh, at, at Lupio, and yeah, just tell a little bit more about yourself to our viewers and listeners. Start by asking her like five questions at once. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. We roll with it, right? Yeah, that's this right. Is what we do, which is like a perfect segue. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. And likewise, you know, our social networking is an amazing gift to be able to meet cool new people and, you know, have different ideas and collaborate on different things. But there is nothing quite like having an actual conversation. So super grateful to be here. Um, who the heck am I? Why am I here for anyone who wants to know? Uh, great question. No. Um, so I have spent the last 15 years or so in different sales, sales leadership, marketing uh, roles with about 10 years, uh, give or take of that in tech. And so the last handful of years, I've really been focused on sales enablement, revenue enablement, which happy to explain the difference there, and sales operations. In the last couple of years in particular, I've taken a very, very deliberate focus on people as part of sales enablement. What does that mean when we are thinking about building teams to empower and enable people? Um, and so, yeah, I'm at Lupio, been at Lupio about a year, and I am director of revenue enablement there. I guess it's my question it's your now. Turn now. Yeah. I was just going to have a, a sip of coffee. That, that's a great intro, by the way, Stephanie. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So let's let's take it from there. Then talk about sales enablement and revenue enablement. Um, can you elaborate and give us some context a bit on that? And then, in terms of you know what your clients need help with, um, you know, improving sales response, winning more business. Um, what are their issues with that, and how do you help them with that? Yeah, so I'd love to. Um, another five questions here for it. Um, so sales enablement is typically focused on new business sales. And so sales enablement is often focused on SDRs, BDRs, AEs, AMs. How are you generating that net new revenue? What's a little bit different as we start to think about revenue enablement is it's the entire customer experience, the entire customer journey. So it's from that first touch when marketing or a BDR or SDR is engaging 
all the way through the customer experience and retention, or unfortunately, in some instances, churn. So it really allows us to take a step back and think about how are we interacting before the sale, during the onboarding of the customer, and then while we're frankly delivering value to our customers, right? What is it that we really add in terms of value to their teams? And how do we pull that back to the beginning of the sales cycle so that our sales folks can speak more effectively to it and better set the stage for how we can help solve problems? Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, what problem do we solve? Um, well, so Lupio is a platform um, that's especially built for sales response. And what that typically means for a lot of companies is responding to RFPs, security questionnaires, DDQs, but it can also be SOWs and other documents. Specifically RFPs and security questionnaires, a big thing that I was always concerned with when I was a seller myself or when I was managing sellers was there's a lot of people who need to collaborate on these. There's a lot of people who have very strong opinions and are very invested in what gets written in these documents. How do I have control over that to be totally frank? How do I make sure it's the best content? How do I make sure it's the right person approving it? And how do we make sure if something lands and we win a deal that we know that and Mm -hmm. so that we can use that again and again and again, because clearly that's a great story point for Mm -hmm. our business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we solve a few problems, but in a quick nutshell, those are some of the key things that we look to do. Reduce that risk, increase the quality of the content and the quality of the responses, which ultimately drives more wins for customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I read uh, on the Lupio website that the problems seemed to stem from what the, the founders themselves encountered, where, where they had the tedious and time-consuming process of trying to respond effectively to RFP. So that's the issue seems to be in the, in the DNA. And then they, they must have just scratched their own itch and just started helping others with their, their own problem. Would, would that be accurate? Yeah, so uh, Lupio was founded by three friends, Zach, Matt, and Jafar. Um, Zach and Matt are actually our CEO and our CTO still to this day. Um, And they love to talk about the pain they were feeling. They were working as solutions consultants and in other sales roles and doing the grind that so many of us do, frankly, me before coming to Lupio, where it was like two o'clock in the morning, somebody sent me a document. I'm now trying to rewrite the same content because they didn't say the right thing or the right way. Um, and for Zach and Matt and Jafar, like there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was really created out of personal pain and necessity. <laughs> it's it's interesting that um, so many, um, you know, when you see people solving a pain point, a personal pain point, and that, that leading to a, a product or platform or, or tool. And, you know, there's a lot of organizations and companies that have arisen from, from those pain points. And uh, I, I'm curious as well, you know, just, just because, I mean, our, our background is security, as the name of the show would suggest. Um, and with security questionnaires in, in particular, and I think you were, you were mentioning about that point there around making sure that you have the right narrative, because especially with larger organizations, or some organizations, I should say, where you have these large questionnaires you have to fill out, sometimes they don't fill out the same answers um, you know, on, on different questionnaires, right? Sometimes it's, we're in a rush, let's let's fill this out that way, or let's fill it out this way, or someone else fills it out depending on, on the day of the week. Um, I, I'm curious about specifically around security questionnaires, how Lupio sort of guides that that process. You know, what what how do you make that process more efficient and less stressful? Yeah, well, so if we kick it back to fundamentals. So 
what are the three key things that you need to have? If you're looking at, you know, wanting to have a better security questionnaire response process, Mm -hmm. um, you need a clear process. It's like, what should everybody be doing to engage with you? Because you don't want to get hit with five different kinds of emails, some people coming to you from Slack, some people coming through calling your phone, all these different channels, people asking all different timelines of you. You don't even know how to prioritize these different documents. And by the way, you have a day job. And responding to those documents is probably not your day job. But it's so important that what's in those responses is aligned with what you believe in, right? As whether it's InfoSec or CISO or whatever your role is, it needs to align with what you've put in place to protect your business. So you need a clear process and you need to manage the good content that's there. So if you are the resident expert and whether you are in engineering, whether you're an InfoSec or any other persona, you are the champion in the SME of your field. So having the content that you write, you approve that aligns with your mandate and says, if you get asked this question, this is the response. If you get asked this question, this is the response. And having that content management in place is so important. The last piece, of course, is being able to share and report on your success. So I could ask the two of you, how many times have you been asked, hey, how many hours does it take? Can you quantify for me how many hours it took you to respond to this document? What's your win rate? How does that impact revenue? How does that impact churn? Do you know how many you have in flight at any given point in time? Genuine questions, by the way. I just hit yeah, you back. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and that's the, the 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 interesting thing, Stephanie, is how that varies so much from with us for client to client, right? Because some clients that question is easier to answer. With others, it's it's like pulling metaphorical teeth, right? And like you're saying, there's so many variables there. So knowing that there's a platform like Lupio that can centralize that and not have all those necessarily even just live in the head of a you know virtual CISO in many of our, our offerings with, with our clients, it's often lives in the head of the virtual chief information security officer. Being able to have that live somewhere else and not take up clutter in someone's head I, would be far more efficient. <laughs> so then that's your question, right? Of yeah. If you can't answer all of that and mm-hmm. you are struggling with efficiency, your original question was, right, how does Lupio do that? Yeah. Well, what the platform does in terms of addressing those three problems is you create the content. You own the content, you're master of your domain in terms of the content. So once your organization establishes your process, and by the way, you might need help with that. We can help with that too, Mm -hmm. um, as part of setting up the platform for you. It's identifying, okay, I'm writing my content. This is the frequency I want to be able to review it. Listen, I know we do our ISO audits every year. I know we do these other audits and these other compliance initiatives every six months. You can write your content and then set your review schedules, as we call them, or your review cycles, to alert you so that you are going back in. You're being prompted to know when you need to update your content. And again, you're refreshing that content on the schedule that you define for yourself as this me. The upside of the peace of mind that these kinds of things give you is you know that people are using your approved content. You know that if there is content where somebody wants to go rogue, they want to write their own, hey, it's no big deal. I can just write that we have SOC 2 compliance. That's not a big deal at all, right? That's totally not a challenge. Um, And they want to enter that in by having somebody who's managing the project in the tool, that gets flagged as an edited response. Mm. 
you're going to see that that was a non-standard entry change. And so for somebody who's managing the project, it's like, aha, okay, I'm the project owner. Somebody made a change to this standard entry content. So is it valid? If so, proceed back to SME and write your subject matter expert. And let's make sure we either create a new entry or look at how we need to do this differently in the future. Or if it's wrong, I'm really sorry, individual who made the change. This is not compliant. We cannot go forward with this. Let's go back to what our standard entry is. Mm -hmm. It allows you to decrease your risk. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie, it's clear to see uh, from my perspective that you're keeping up-to-date, keeping compliant uh, content. But it, it seems to me also that the non-technical people will then have access to that content so that they get empowered uh, as well as access to the, the subject matter experts. Is that kind of the idea? Exactly. And the beauty of it is, you know, all of our sales folks have access to it and they'll go into Lupio not to respond to a security questionnaire, not to respond to an RFP to look up the answers. So it allows us to get ahead of things. And again, if we speak specifically um, about security, right? Early in the sales cycle, we can get a lot of questions. What is your data access policy? What have you put in place in terms of third-party contractors? They log in to our single source of truth and they see that compliance answer that has been signed off and approved. They know in real time. And of course it integrates with Salesforce and all your other tools that you need in terms of communicating and tying that to the deal. But again, it means that you have the peace of mind that you know that the right information is being accessed. It's awesome. To me, like to me, that's huge. That is huge. And so you have sales proposals, you have RFPs, you have cybersecurity questionnaires, and you have a due diligence process. So help with due diligence uh, questionnaires. What is the unique circumstances around that? Are there any new nuances to that versus uh, an RFP from your client's perspective? Yeah. So the way we think about um, how we utilize the system is we try to be really intuitive. So we didn't build the platform to be able to respond to one type of document. There are some of those systems out there and they are purpose-built to respond to RFPs specifically. Mm -hmm. Our system is built so that it's built as the, the well-organized categories of data, let's, let's on the most basic level. And so in effect, it doesn't matter whether it's an RFP or a security questionnaire or any other kind of sales response documents. It's about the data that we have in the tool and being able to leverage that to tell the story. So in some instances, you may have a statement of work where you can leverage the tool to go in and say, you know, what is our customer support policy? Again, that's all in there. And the key is, is you categorize it, you organize it in terms of stacks of data gotcha. and you tag it. So it's easy to find, easy to leverage. It's all there and it reduces your risk and it makes you work faster. That's awesome. You just put it all together for me with that. It's one platform. You categorize the data so that you can access it for the different applications. I finally get it. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, this has been such a high energy, incredibly engaging conversation. So for our uh, listeners and viewers who really like the vibe you're putting out, how can they connect with you? How can they uh, learn more about Lupio? Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so lupio.com. Uh, is our uh, website, but you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. So Stephanie White, I'm at Lupio. You can also find me through these wonderful gentlemen hosting your show today. Uh, I'm very active on the platform. If you have questions about how Lupio uses Lupio, 
Um, I do manage the sales response process as part of the revenue enablement team. I am happy to shed some light on how we do that, how you could dig into better managing your process, how you can leverage tools. And if you are a customer today, also that offer stands. Reach out to me. Let me know what your questions are. Um, we have a whole team to support you. Stephanie, you're an absolute rock star. This has just been an amazing conversation. And I want to give a quick shout out to our mutual friend and friend of the show, Kelsey Boyer. So uh, it's always, always nice to have mutual friends uh, uh, come by and join us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. But thank you again so much for joining us today, Stephanie. That was an awesome convo. Really enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you both so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Amazing. Uh, Chris and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode after a brief ad. This week's episode of Cybersecurity Matters is brought to you by TELUS Business. It's that time of year when organizations set their sights on plans for the upcoming year. If you're developing your 2023 cybersecurity business cases and budgetary plans and are looking for data on which to build the foundations of your ask, download the TELUS Canadian Ransomware Study today. It shares insights on how ransomware is impacting Canadian organizations like yours and details the tools you can use to effectively protect your business. To get your free copy, visit telus.com slash ransomware study. Telus Business, cybersecurity that works for you. That was a really interesting conversation with Stephanie. I Definitely. mean, you, you can tell, I'm not even sure if we've ever had someone who's in charge of sales enablement on the show before, but it was just really, really interesting to hear talk about sales enablement, mm -hmm. but more so as well, just the power of the platform of Lupio, yes. a platform I'd never heard of before. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, again, the different types of things that they mm -hmm. tackle and they solve problems they solve for, for their customers. Sales um, proposals, RFPs, due diligence uh, questionnaires, and not the least of which, cybersecurity questionnaires. <laughs> really a one-stop shop, but um, curious to know what, what, what your key takeaways were. Yeah, I mean, I think she's just a very engaging person, somebody that we definitely need to have back on the show and, and talk again. I know there was more to dig on that uh, <laughs> cybersecurity uh, questionnaire process. I know they've done a lot of work to uh, establish and improve that part of their platform, so I'm curious to know what all is entailed there. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, we want to extend a special thank you to Stephanie uh, for joining us on the show today. And as well, we want to thank our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. If you did happen to miss a previous episode of the podcast, uh, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page uh, or check out uh, previous episodes on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, as well, we want to give a special thank you to our uh, sponsor for today's episode, and that is TELUS. As always, be well, be safe, and we'll catch you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Mm -hmm.